You are listening to the Startup Playground. Show where I invite entrepreneurs, startup founders, and game changers to talk about their success stories, learn from their mistakes, and hear about their interesting experiences. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Startup Playground Podcast. It's me, your host Elvis, as you already may know, and today we got another female founder in our playground filled with startups. This week, we have Hannah Yarmer, founder of GoDogo, a startup that I was really looking forward to meeting up. Startups have developed an artificial intelligence system that enriches your dog's life through different stimulating games that adapts to suit your dog. Hey, Hannah. Hello. How are you today? I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. You know, I have been a hectic uh, week after coming back from uh, vacation, but that's how it is, you know. Anyway, what does it mean being an entrepreneur for you? It means a lot. I'm enjoying it a lot. And I think uh, it's, it's, just, it's just me. How long are you in entrepreneurship? I've only been in this world for, well, two, a little more than two years. And how is it? Is it exciting? Yeah, it's very exciting. I enjoy it a lot. A question, would you like to go back to nine to five job and do... <laughs> no, the... no, 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 definitely. Definitely, definitely not, not, right? It's really exciting. Uh, what could you tell me more about yourself, your dreams, your... Where are you from, basically? Well, I'm a scientist by training and um, I did work in academia for, well, more than 18 years. That was also a lot of fun and I am a curious person who likes challenges. I very much enjoy solving problems, also on the philosophical level, but definitely also making something with my hands. I like seeing the result in the end. Okay, so you're a creative person. Yeah, but I would also say that I really enjoy a challenge. For example, you know, jumping the pipeline in New Zealand and uh, being a runners-up for the Danish astronaut candidate together with Andreas Monsen and stuff like that. Four kids. I, I like to push myself. But that's great. You know, it's, it's really great that uh, there exists this kind of movement and people trying to push themselves to do something with their lives. Mm-hmm. That's really admirable. Could you tell me maybe about your personal life goals? Uh, yes, of course. One of my most important life goals is, of course, to raise my four kids to become good people. And as cliche as it sounds, of course, I would also like to make an impact, somehow do something in the world that will make life better for other people. Okay. I guess we all want to make a positive impact. Yes. As I already heard from Anya Müller from Tink, that she also is one of the people who wants to create a positive impact. Tell me about uh, what was your driving force of becoming entrepreneur? I think, of course, it was the problem. I found out that I could not uh, stimulate my dogs enough, especially when I was not home alone. So it was realizing that this uh, was actually a problem and then getting the idea to solve it. Before that, I kind of had a little taste of innovation and entrepreneurship through my role as a head of education at the Technical University of Denmark before I became the director. And uh, I found that very interesting. So that's why I think I dared to do the shift also and wanted to. Okay. 
I also think that uh, being an entrepreneur these days is easier than it used to. And I think that because of the constant change we have every day, you know, there's a new app every day, there's a new way you have to log into everything. I think that has changed our mindset so that we are very good at change, we're good at adapting. And in this way, it's easier to become an entrepreneur. And I think more people understand why we should do this. I think that, you know, entrepreneurship have really changed over years. Now, how I see entrepreneurship and basically this on all environment, it's like a steep hill, as I have mentioned before. Sometimes when I'm in this entrepreneurial game, I feel like I'm fighting against the odds of, you know, unknown because every day is different and every day there are more and more obstacles and more and more challenges and tasks to do. But it's at the same time, it's exciting. I totally agree with you. I I kind of more like the Danish word for entrepreneur because that's calling that's like evaxeter. Mm-hmm. You're putting something to action, mm-hmm. and we have had that. I mean, that's what makes us human almost. Where okay. we are today is because of this. I'll agree with you. Okay, I'll agree with you. <laughs> Tell me, um, Go Dogo. It's uh, more orientated to dogs. May I ask why dogs and not cats? That is, I think, basically because dogs have been bred for. Yeah, well, ever since dogs came around like 30,000 years ago to help humans solve tasks, so they actually need to use their brain, preferably daily. And cats, they of course, they also need to use their brain, but they are less dependent. They just go out and find a mouse. Some cats would actually benefit from a bit of this, but they don't have the same need as dogs. So that's why. And of course, also, it was a personal pain with my own dogs. I don't have a cat. I do have a cat at home. Yeah, she's not really into playing games and all that kind of stuff. She's more into sleeping, eating, and hanging out with me because I've noticed that she really likes to hang out. Anyway, I would like to know more about the Godogo. Maybe you can start off by telling me why Godogo, the name and the story. How did you come up with it? The name was hard, of course, to pick, but I wanted to have a name for our company that was somehow catchy and I would like it to have something with dogs and also it should imply that this is an action so it does kind of mean go dog come on dog in the beginning I wanted the company to be called go doggo with two g's but in the world of dog memes it's okay to misspell so we uh, skip the g so that's kind of the story so it's so uh, it means like come on dog come on dog yeah okay that's simple mm-hmm. but it's catchy at the same time I like it. Thanks. The industry. Is it tech? It's pet tech. Pet tech. Mm -hmm. And it's the new black. New black? Yeah. (laughs) That's what what I keep saying at least. It's because the pet area in itself, it increases with almost 5% on an annual basis. But pet tech in the US has been increasing with almost 20% annually. So I think it's the new black. So it's a new thing in tech world. Yes. Could you maybe... Tell me more about the product, the GoDogo. Uh, how does it operate? Uh... Yes, uh, right now the system contains like three units. So we have an app, of course, that controls the system. We have a side camera and we have a main unit, which has a small computer inside and can dispense treats. And it also has a camera and it's connected to the home TV so that we can use the home TV to show the dog an image of an instructor and also use the sound system of the TV to give cues to the dog. 
And then we use uh, both the front camera in the main unit and the side camera to video the dog and then classify the moves that the dog is performing. And in this way, we can give, for example, the sit cue, and then we can see if the dog sits. And if it does, then it will receive praise from the instructor on the TV and a treat. When I was researching basically this gadget, I was thinking, does it have any radius that the person with the phone has to be there because it has a camera? You only control it on your app. We have a way to set a time on your app so that you can leave home and then it'll start at 12, for example, while your dog is alone. But you can be there and watch it play. Okay. So it's also like a surveillance camera. Actually, not to begin with. We are waiting with that. We are putting it in later as add-on because of security reasons. We believe that the main market will be in the U.S. and it's uh, hard to get stuff like that approved. And also it's not what makes us special and it's going to be easy to implement later. What makes us special is this automated game that the dog is playing. It's not the surveillance. Okay, because I have seen that there are some uh, surveillance cameras for pets and all that kind of stuff on Amazon. Yes, pet games. Have you thought about any other products in the future? Yeah, of course, several. Can you tell me? Or is it still a secret? Well, many of them may be just silly, but I can say that we are considering to make an outdoor game of sorts. That's, uh, I think we're going to do that. But I think for a long time, we will actually stay with the Godogo system because we have so many ideas to different uh, games to put in. And the first version will be rather simple. So it's going to be, I think, maybe, of course, we'll start before we launch, but we will, uh, I think, three or four years before we come with a new product. And how long have you been uh, creating this project? The idea came to me the spring or the summer of 2016. And then we started the company in 2017, in June. Before that, I simulated at home with my dog. So I pretended that I had the game, saw if they could perform, you know, exercises and get treats if they did it correctly without me being in the room. And then I threw in the deep learning, the machine learning part on a course in January 2017 and was so lucky that my co-founders were present in that course. They were DTU students at that time and they solved the problem in like eight days, more or less, of course, just the basic problem. So then I believed that it was possible, and I asked them if I started Kodogo, if they would join me. And they said they would definitely be interested. And uh, here we are. <laughs> so you have a team of very talented people. Yes. Henrik and Ole were on this course, and they helped me find also Tools, who is our CTO, very good with the mechatronics and electronics. You know, I've always been in tech. I always like tech, and I'm usually watching a lot of tech videos. I always also dreamed about going to DTU, but I think I'm not too competent for this kind of university because it requires a lot of physics, I assume. Yeah, it does. And I'm more like a creative person that can, you know, create something out of nothing. On the other hand, you never know. I mean, I studied chemistry and Mm -hmm. biotech and now I'm a tech startup. (laughs) That was also something that I saw in your profile that you've been in, in all this and then you ended up in tech. Yeah. Such a, you know, interesting life we are having, you know. We never know where we're going to end up. Love it. Love it, right? Mm-hmm. I always ask, what's unique about the business, right? But when I think about GoDogo, everything seems unique. Let me explain why. 
because one time I was attending a pre-seed academy event about artificial intelligence, and you've been mentioned there mm -hmm. as uh, one of the first AI gadget uh, founders. And I was like thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to hear the story behind it. And I'm really honored to have it you currently here. But still, uh, maybe you can tell me what's unique about your business and how do you differentiate between your competitors, if you have any yeah. direct competitors? I think it's hard for me to say exactly how we are unique as an AI company, because I don't know that many yet. But I can say that we are different from our competitors in that way. Of course, there may be someone out there trying to solve the problem we are solving in a similar way. But until now, I only know that the problem is being solved in very low-tech solutions. You can activate your dog mentally by giving them, you know, physical games where they have to solve, they have to pull something out in order to get a treat. Those exist, but they are typically either very easy for the dog to perform or they are too difficult. And when they're too difficult, the dog will just give up and look to the human to solve it. And if it's too easy, yeah, of course it's too easy and then the dog will not use their brain that much. Uh, on top of that, they should probably also not be alone. Many of these products say that the dog shouldn't be alone with the game because they may chew it up and get it, you know, swallow stuff and stuff. So we are different from those in that way that we have a game that the dog does not touch. So of course we have a physical unit, but it's placed so that the dog will not be able to reach it. And the dog has to do something with his or her own body in order to get the reward. And if you would compare us to pet camps, I guess... The difference is that the pet camps, they are very passive. Of course, you can, you can see your dog and sometimes you can even release a treat. But in everything, is all the content here is what you put in. You can say sit and then the dog, if it sits, you can release a treat. But then you still have to spend time and yeah, it's not a no-brainer to do this for you. And ours is automatically and it adapts. So it starts also very, very easy and then it becomes gradually harder and harder for the dog. And it even makes sure that you end the game on a high. So the game will give the dog a cue that it knows from previous that the dog will be able to perform. And in this way, the dog will always be happy when the game ends. I guess dogs are always happy when they get the treat after something. Yes. Right. But they can get frustrated. No. Sometimes, yes, they can. During they this, can? Uh, yeah, during our games, if they... If they think it goes too slowly, for example, in the beginning, some of the very easy levels, we have a little time between the exercises. And some of the dogs, they bark a little at the system because they're saying, hey, come on. Or maybe they just learned to do the sit. And then when we, sh we go to the down, and they, they think they know how to do this because it was just a sit. And then they don't get a treat when they sit. Then they also get a little frustrated. But according to one of our experts, uh, we have some very cool experts. Claudia Fugasa, for example, she developed a training method known as the do-as-I-do training method. And she says it's okay that there are a bit of frustration during the learning process. So, And how many games do you have? The current version right now has seven levels, but I think we will increase it with three, maybe four more before we actually start sending the system to customers. And if I may know, when is going to happen the shipping? The shipping is most likely going to happen next summer, but we will launch a crowdfunding campaign this fall. Okay, so you are all into crowdfunding right now. Yes. That's cool. When I was researching all these AI-based pet gadgets, 
I don't know, are they your direct competitors? Because after what I saw there, they don't deliver the same value as you do. But I saw two of those. One of them is Furbo Dog Camera. Mm-hmm. And another one is the PetCube Play Smart Pet Camera. Mm-hmm. Do you consider them as a, and I assume that you already know about them, do you consider them as a direct competitor to you? Uh, not as they are right now. We have been looking very much towards Furbo. It's a very, very nice uh, pet cam. And they have been talking about AI and they are using a little AI, but they do not use this AI for games. They only use it to see if the dog is there and also if it's barking or if there's a person present in the room. They have no focus on games at all. So until now, no, we're not afraid. But we do know that they have a team working with AI, so you never know. I mean, we don't feel that safe. The PetCube, they are also producing a pet cam. And then they also have, it's just a pet cam, but they do have this laser building that cats enjoy. There's a little gaming, but still it's not automatic. It's something that the owner can, you know, control on their phone when they're not home. Or when they're home, I suppose. I guess my cat's not going to like that one because he's really passive. Gaming-wise. <laughs> Gaming-wise, yes. How long does the Godogo exist, sorry? Since June 2017, a little more than two years. A little more than two yeah. years. We started in the fall of 17, building the first prototype, mm-hmm. and then we went out in the spring of 18 to test it in dog homes and also in a doggy daycare. And then we joined the Danish Tech Challenge in the fall of 2018 where we then also built nine units so that we were ready for our beta testing in the spring of 2019. Yeah, And I would say this accelerator program, the Danish Tech Challenge, has been so good for us. It, it really helped a lot. I haven't went to accelerator program because I don't have a physical product or something that has to be accelerated, but I'm still looking for a team members. Yeah, because it's, that also helps. That also helps. I believe that. Okay, let's say that you will be able to kind of rewind those times, right? What would you basically do different if you had a chance to rewind those? Maybe there is something that didn't go as expected. I think it's really hard to answer that because, of course, some stuff sometimes went less optimal, but it was only like small stuff and then we we navigated around it and everything we kind of wanted we got I, I do feel that we've been very lucky extremely lucky i would say if we had not been part of the danish tech challenge i think i would have missed something i think i would have missed how to create the company structure correctly and also get the founders founder vested correctly and that would have been important but we did make it i mean we did founder vest before we raised money so that no one would be able to afford being founder vested <laughs> yeah I know this sounds maybe like bragging, but I really think that everything has gone very nice. Maybe I was, in the beginning, I was very optimistic about timing. I mean, I thought I could do stuff faster, but I've also listened. I've listened to those with experience and then I have uh, adjusted. You know, I'm, I'm also lately, since I'm in the podcasting, I'm also listening to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of uh, motivational people. Mm-hmm. And one of those, that I'm listening constantly is Gary Wee. And he lately have been posting a lot of those motivational images that patience and dedication has to be in balance because nothing 
can be succeeded in one or two years. It takes time. Happy that you had the patience and, and I'm really looking for seeing the physical product and seeing in action the Godogo. So if you don't have anything that you would like to do differently, then that's mm. okay. I think if I if I should do anything different, I think I would have preferred to have a little more time between the founder vesting and the first round of investments because I think we would have benefited perhaps if we have had a co-founder in marketing, for example. But on the other hand, maybe I wouldn't be able to find the right person. And then, I mean, I couldn't wait forever. But right now we are, of course, we don't have the money to get someone really, really competent in marketing, pay up the you know salary that that would take. And a way to get a person like that would be to find someone early and founder vest, and then they would be, you know, on the team. So you don't have any who is working for marketing? Yeah, yeah, we do. You do? Yeah, but we have managed to do it in that way that uh, we have advisors that, that have these skills and investors, so owners. And we have a very nice girls that we hired for this assistance, marketing and communication assistance. And on the owner group, in the owner group, we have four, maybe more, who have some of these skills. So I think we're good. <laughs> I hope, but it is, I know that no product, no matter how good it is, it does not sell itself. So this is very important. That is. Mm. And also that's why I'm here. Get yeah. your story and tell to other people about this unique yeah. AI gadget made for dogs. Yeah. That also seems very interesting because I see AI as really the future. Mm. I saw that you have a team of really talented people and two dogs. Yes. How does that work? That works very well. Of course, we need to have dogs almost on a daily basis so that we can test both the games and the algorithms on dogs. So uh, they are very happy to help us. <laughs> they, uh, we have a chief scientific doggo, Leo, who's in charge of all the testing. And then he has an executive assistant doggo, Louis who is uh, very good with the treats. And also he's very good at hacking the system. So if he can find loopholes, then he'll find them. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they're also very good at attracting employees because they really want to work with our handsome office dogs. Of course. They are handsome. <laughs> I totally agree with those people. Mm -hmm. What kind of breed are they? They are whippets. So it's well, kind of like a small greyhound. In the old days, it was only the noble people in UK who were allowed to have greyhounds. So the peasants, they made a smaller version for themselves to, as race dogs and also to help them catch rabbits. Okay. Before we move into the closing questions, and I'm really enjoying this uh, conversation with you right now, and the time is really passing really fast. Mm -hmm. I want to know about your obstacles within the startup. And I assume that you have had those yes. because every startup have had an obstacle. So what obstacles did you had? I think the biggest obstacle is the one that we're facing right now, or very soon at least. It is going from a prototype, functional prototype that you have tested in dog homes to actually production, to scale the production. I think that's going to be very difficult. But it's not impossible. I don't think it's impossible, but I am bracing myself. Of course. And I believe that it's going to be successful because you are one of those people who I see that you really want to succeed mm. with your products. We have a family motto in our home and it's we never give up. 
<laughs> I believe that this motto has to have for many people. Mm. And now I would like to know, since you've been in entrepreneurial game for a while already, and this is more you suggesting other entrepreneurs, what main key activities would you recommend other entrepreneurs to invest their time in to succeed their goals? I think the most important part of it ever is telling the story and keep telling it. So meeting people so that you constantly search for competencies and of course also funding. I think that would be the most valuable. And then of course, don't give up, just adapt, improvise, all that. And you have been dedicated through all this way. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah I have. It's okay because we also have to remember who we are and what we are living for. We cannot just invest all our times in something building up. No. Because our health is the most important thing, mm. I believe, in life. I think what keeps me healthy is that I go for a long walk every day in the middle of the day with my two dogs in the forest. I'm trying to get my cat outside home <laughs> and buy her a leash and go for a walk with my cat. But, you know, I believe that <laughs> I haven't seen a person walking a cat. So no, I don't think they enjoy it in the same way. No, I don't. I don't think so, too. But also we actually go to a place where they can run loose. You know, they run like 60 kilometers an hour when they in the top speed. I can't do that. <laughs> no. You mentioned that you are going for a walk. Mm -hmm. Have you ever created any business idea or something that could like solve a problem or obstacle within your startup during the walk? Yeah, I think actually many times during my walks and also in the shower. That's where I think a lot. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I've also, I also have heard from a lot of entrepreneurs that, you know, it's good to go for a walk yeah. because it takes you out of the place you've been mm -hmm. stuck mm -hmm. and then it takes you and then it kind of gives you a fresh breath in yeah. your mind. Clears your mind. Clears your I mind. I totally agree. Sometimes if I haven't been for this walk, I can also feel that I'm getting a little more stressed. I think it's both physically and psychologically very healthy to do. I believe so too. And my girlfriend also likes to go for a walk. I kind of don't. But sometimes it's nice to go for a walk because, you know, it's clear up your mind, as you mentioned just now. The next one is on a subject I wish I knew before, tips. Mm -hmm. So basically, before you start a go-do-go. Mm -hmm. Well, there are, of course, there are many small things. But the, yeah, the founder vesting, how that works, that I would have liked to know that beforehand. But also the mindset that you have to work in when you do this, that you can assume a lot, especially about you know the customers and stuff. And it's nice. And of course, we have to start out assuming and building hypotheses. But it's really important to have the guts to go out and test it. And you can't do that early enough. No. And you learn so much from it. It's a whole journey of, you know, experiences and you are building and you're facing a lot of, you know, obstacles, as we mentioned before. So testing is really important uh, part of every startup. Yeah, definitely. And also, I think maybe also as a scientist, I really appreciate that part. Yes, I never thought that I was going to be speaking to a scientist. <laughs> and I'm really honored. Thanks. I wanted to ask you, if it wasn't GoDogo, would you do anything else in life? So right now? Yes. I think yes. I still think that I would have left academia. I, I kind of tried it all in that world. In the end, I was directing a department of yeah, almost 300 people. And that was fun and hard. 
But I think if I was not here, I would probably work as a scientist in some private company, I think. Or I would have had another idea and made a totally different startup. Okay. Okay. But you are really happy that you moved into Godogo. I'm so happy. Right. I mean, the six, well, the, the fall in the Danish Tech Challenge, I had the same feeling of joy. It was tough, but it was so much fun. I had the same feeling of joy as the first year of uni. I mean, it was on that level. It was mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I will thank you, Hannah, for this lovely conversation. But before we wrap it up, I wanted to recap. Today we had Hannah Yarmer, the founder of Godogo, a startup that have developed artificial intelligence system that enriches your dog life through different stimulating games that adapts to suit you and your dog. As you mentioned, you have seven different levels within the system. And also in the future, you are thinking to do something with outdoor gadgets for dogs. Maybe you're going to do something for cats in the future. And I will definitely be one of the buyers who going to buy something if I'll still have a cat in that time. Mm -hmm. Some of the key activities that you mentioned for other entrepreneurs that you have to tell the story, you have to enjoy the journey and be dedicated. Because if you're going to be dedicated, and as I mentioned, have patience, you're going to eventually succeed with your business idea. The last one is for you, Hannah. So for listeners to find out more about you and read more about GoDogo and even maybe be part of those, that Kickstarter program, where and how people can find you and read more about you and the GoDogo product. Uh, yes, of course, they can read more about us on our homepage, godogo.com. It's with a dash between the Go and the Dogo. And then we have a Facebook page also that you can follow. And um, we will launch our crowdfunding campaign in the end of September, according to plan. The end of September 2019. Do you do any social media? We also have an Instagram profile that you can follow if you want. We're not doing a lot on YouTube. We do have a channel, but it's not uh, a lot going on there. And we also have a LinkedIn for the company. But I would say um, follow us on Facebook. So Facebook is the place where everything happens. Yeah. And then, of course, if you really want to follow progress and the product development, you should join us on Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yes. Are you going to attend Tech Barbecue, by the way? Yes. I hope I'll see you there. Yeah, Because I'm also thinking to go there. I'll thank you again, Hannah, for this lovely conversation. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast experience. I have. I hope that I'll be able to host you again and see how AI gadgets have developed and maybe in the future I'll hear something more about you. And from Godogo as more gadgets coming out. Mm-hmm. I also hope that the listeners have enjoyed and I'm sure they did because a lot of people, they are having dogs and I have noticed that dogs in Denmark are more than cats. Yeah, I think so. I'll thank you and uh, goodbye for today. Thank you, Elvis. Goodbye. <laughs>